Hey there, everyone. Today, I am starting the show by sharing a gift I was given. I'm going to explain it to you in a minute, but just take a listen right now because I'm not kidding. This is the balm that heals. Ready? Here we go. Feel it in your heart Feel it in your soul Everybody's got a little something Something that makes them feel gold Feel it in your morning But it won't last Everybody's got a little something Something that's in their past Cause you'll never know What someone else is going through Can we look at each other And remember that I am you Can we live other, love one another, stand together in the light. Can we live for each other, love one another, stand together in the light. You can feel it in your body and know it in your mind. Everybody's got a little Something to offer to humankind. Everybody's got a little something, so remember to always be kind. Okay, so that great musical theme you just heard, Beth, uh, composed of none other than the uber talented, <laughs> beautiful, oh, <laughs> India Ari. Thank you. Yay! <laughs> Thank you for that. Pleasure's all mine. Oh, because you know when they called and asked if I would do it, mm-hmm. I was like, "Who said?" Oh, Robin. Yes, <laughs> it was like, yeah, because they know I take a long time to make decisions because I weigh everything. Right. But when I heard Robin, I was like, "Yeah, tell her say yeah." Well, What's that, it gonna be? I'm like, I'm gonna figure something out. It's Robin. Well, see, that's just it. You just how do you go about that process? How do you figure it out? The short answer is, music for me is a spiritual work, and so. I tap in and trust what I hear. Because that's really what songwriting is, because you can always try to make something that people are going to like. But the goal really is to just do what you hear, and whoever likes it, likes it. Mm -hmm. Because you can't ever make everybody like anything. But if you know who you're making it for, you want them to like it. So that you are pleased with your theme song, I'm happy. I'm very happy. I'm very happy. Thank you. It's so good to see you again. Now, India composing songs for me, and even with me, well, you could say it's part of the history of our friendship. Because one day, on Good Morning America, I received a challenge to write a song. And India was my go-to singer-songwriter to help me do this thing I'd never done before. Together we wrote Beautiful Day. It's a song that is, well, it's just pure joy. It perfectly describes my approach to life. And so, when we got together for this podcast, it was like two old friends picking up right where we left off. Take a listen. I remember when we sat down that first time and a beautiful day. Life is a journey. 
Now the destination has a cool stakes. <laughs> Just chances we've taken. Okay. Lay down, down your regrets. Because all we have is now. Yeah. Well. Mm, mm. Sing. Yeah. No, sing, sing that song. Sing. I noticed I was like, I was backing off the bike there. You did good, I, let, I let you lean in and I, I, I backed off. I backed though. off a little bit. You did good, though. I have to say to you, I'm in awe of you in many mm. ways. And you really Thank humbled you. me mm. when you reached out and you said, Robin, you, you inspire me. I am here sitting across from you to say, back at you tenfold. Mm. Back at you tenfold. Mm. Your music has helped me and countless others mm. get back on the path to our journey. Mm. How do you decide to write what you write? So I'm just going to jump in. Forget I might not even have this right, but I'm going to tell you what I feel. Because I know your, your podcast is called Everybody's Got Something. Something. And I write about my somethings, like the things I go through. And one of the only critiques I get about my music is that it's too positive. But I'm always explaining to people I choose to write about what I learn from a lesson instead of the going through it. I choose to write about what I learn because I I believe in the power of words. I believe in the power of music. When you set lyrics to a melody and a rhythm you hypnotize people I don't mean to use that word loosely but you you get into their subconscious mind and so if I decided if I'm going to use the power of music consciously I want to elevate people that's right what she said elevate people that's India Ari truth teller singer songwriter and my special guest today I'm Robin Roberts what you just heard India sing about then talk about I gotta tell you it's the essence of my podcast. Everybody's got something. A phrase my dear mama used to say. I love that expression because everybody, and I'm talking everybody, faces a life challenge at some point or another. And you see, it's those very times when we find incredible resources of courage, wisdom, and inner strength. Uncovering and discovering the best of ourselves, no matter what life hands us. So, the beautiful India Ari, who is my guest today... Well, there was a time when she was really, and I do mean really, struggling. Because despite winning many Grammy Awards and finding success in the music industry, the only way she knew to heal herself was to drop out of sight, which she did for four long years, risking her career in search of, I don't know, would you say inner truth, sanity, a greater purpose? How about all those things? And when you're in that kind of personal crisis, sometimes your body just sends you a message. I'll let India explain. So I went through my own healing crisis. But during my four-year hiatus, I went through my own healing crisis. And I didn't know if I was, I didn't know what it was. I just looked really, really sick. And they were testing me for everything. They thought maybe it was lupus. But, you know, lupus is like mm. an umbrella term for autoimmune stuff. And I, in the hindsight, I realized now that it was about my immune system. But it was more that it was just off balance. It wasn't in dis-ease like that. It was just off balance. But I had to figure all that out. Mm. I want to find out ultimately what you learned, how you were able to turn around what some people might look at a breakdown that it was your breakthrough. Mm. What did you learn? What I learned spiritually from that situation was that I was living a life thinking that I had to accomplish something or be something to be worthy of being loved or mm. worthy of being alive. I had to please people and make them, you had to be liked. And I, I thought that that is what made me worthy of being alive, period, and worthy of being liked and worthy of being loved. I thought it was my gifts. And I 
had to go through all that to learn that I'm worthy because I'm alive, period. Everyone's worthy period. because they're alive. But you don't know that unless you tell yourself because the world's going to tell you something different. Mm-hmm. The world's always going to. And you might, if you're blessed, you have parents that tell you. But then your parents also say, hey, pull up your pants. And you know what I mean? There's that stuff, too, because they're your parents. But you have to tell yourself that you're, I'm worthy and I'm significant and I matter because I exist, period. But I had to teach myself that. But getting sick is why mm. I had to teach myself that. But you taught yourself that. See, often, oh. I, I've often said, you know, you know, everybody's got something and mm. we have all have loss and heartbreak. Mm. But the tragedy is if we don't take time to understand the meaning and the purpose. That is the tragedy. Yeah, that's the tragedy. When you don't learn your lesson. Right, not, not the scars, not the blisters. Not, no. That's not the tragedy. That's but right. if you didn't take the time, you have your back. Thank you. I see it in your beautiful eyes. Thank you. And it hurt my soul <laughs> when I didn't see that for a while. Mm-hmm. And Thank you, you for being hurt for me. Yeah, I Thank was you. hurt for you. Thank you. And you were wise enough to step back. Despite all the awards... Millions of albums sold, the love and adoration, you knew that you were broken. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There's no denying that. And you step back. It's funny. My brother says that, too. Like, my family calls me Indy. My brother's like, my brother always says, like, he says things like this to me a lot. Like, Indy, you strong. Or, Indy, that is courageous. Or, Indy, you just tell people what you think. And I always tell him, I don't know if I'm strong or courageous or any of those things. I feel like I just have to. If you can call it courageous, then I'll take that, too. But when I was broken, I knew no one was going to be able to put me back together but me. Like, there's a certain point where your parents can't do it. or It's you. You're, you're, you're responsible for yourself. And I didn't want to die. I didn't want to mm. die. Like, mm. I felt like I was in danger of dying. Really? It wasn't like that. Like, I'm talking to a person who's been through, a, who's really faced their mortality. And I don't mean it that way. But I felt like I was facing my mortality in the way that my life force was burnt a glowing ember like it was just like barely nothing left i knew i couldn't live that way i couldn't live that way what was i going to do and so and i do know that but what i know now is that a lot of people self-medicate with all kind of things right all kind of things food prescription meds the prescription med thing is Mm -hmm. crazy right now and i instead of self-medicating i worked to truly i did the work to really actually heal myself and in hindsight, I realized that is courageous. At the time, it just felt like survival. Like Survival. I, I'm just trying to survive. Well, thank you, because I think, and I've talked to other people who've gone, walk the journey that I have with cancer, and it seems like as soon as you, they label, courageous, you're brave, and you're like, really? I, 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 if, I was, I, if I had a choice, I wouldn't be doing none of this. Yes. Yeah. I, I, but, but deep down, I know that we're all, we've got that strength that we don't know it's there. Until you know. Until you know. You don't know. Until you know, and you you get through it, and you try and share that lesson with others, and that's what you're talking about, how you learn, not just for yourself, but to, to share that. And when I think of your music, and yes, it is uplifting, but hey. If you it, listen deeper, you'll hear this stuff in between the lines. There's, there's, the, there's a social, sometimes political consciousness there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as we're sitting down here today, back-to-back days, black men have been killed by police officers. And we have seen the video. Even the one where the girlfriend actually live streaming on Facebook. The aftermath of it. The aftermath of it. And because you're so aware of, of what is going on 
how how do you help? I wrote a song. Um, I'm working on another album. It's called Worthy. I know. You know yeah. Worthy? Okay. And so there's a song on there called Breathe because of the I Can't Breathe movement. And breath is like, well, that's when you know you're alive. You know, and so I wrote this song called Breathe. And sadly, it's continuing to be mm. relevant. Of course, the I Can't Breathe movement came about after Eric Gardner's death when he was placed in a chokehold by the police. And several artists have rallied around that. And since then, tensions have risen even higher with the killings of police officers in Dallas and other cities. Here's a bit of India's contribution, Breathe, sung with a chorus. Continue to breathe, continue to breathe. In times like these, that's what your heart is for. Continue to breathe, continue to breathe. In honor of your brother, that's what your heart is for. What is your message for those who feel disenfranchised and saying black lives don't matter? Mm, what is my message? I think the fundamental truth beneath all the subject matter in my music, like the bottom line of it always is. Um, gosh, this is hard to explain. I always I call it the oneness because we all are. We are one humanity is what we are. And so we're all in this world in this life together and we're having these experiences together but what I when I really think about for me gosh this is going to sound so idealistic but I am idealistic for me the way that you the best way you can address oneness begins with a prayer because then that's how you know how you personally should move we can all go out into the streets and be mad but that might not be what you're supposed to do Maybe it is what you're supposed to do, but people take action so fast about things um, from a place of uh, just passion. But there's also the other part of you. There's your soul and your intellect. And you have to t check in with yourself to figure out what you are meant to do inside of this situation. And for me, that's when you ask me why I write what I write mm -hmm. about. Right. That's why. Because I feel like that's what I do. I speak to the subconscious mind through music and I'm careful, specific about what I sing about because... I want to help people reach their highest self with my music. You know, I'm not the first one to tell India how much she empowers people with her music. But when I said that in our interview, she said something in return that, well, it meant a lot to me. Not just because it was a beautiful compliment, but because it's part of what I'm trying to explore in this podcast. I really like... Um I really, I like your optimism and the upbeat nature and, and all that too. But what I really am inspired by is your vulnerability. But then to see you be able to let people into your life and open up yourself like that, like that just made me feel like, like I love a person who can be strong yeah. and vulnerable because it's hard to do. And I think that a lot of times people only get there when life breaks them open. You know what I mean? And, but p people who go have gone through something and they're yeah. working it out I in front of people, like, I can't even really talk about it. It's my heart feel. I, I love the way that I re always remember the way that you make me feel when I'm around you because in the entertainment world, a lot of people aren't like that. Well, that means so much. And uh, my mama and daddy are smiling above because that's all they want. That's all <laughs> they've ever wanted from For you to be whole. Yes. And, 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 and when you mention the word vulnerability, mm. that, you know, you know, people see us. I mean, we are blessed, but we have hurt. We have felt pain. Mm -hmm. It's it's it. You know, you're not immune. That's right. Whether you have money or you have fame, that's right. What equalizes actually an odd 
human experience. It's Isn't unnatural it? for me. It feels unnatural. Yeah. So it's like there's yeah, you you hurt that hurts too. It's not just like that's amazing and then you hurt fame it's like it feels it's weird. It's mm-hmm. weird. It mm-hmm. makes your relationships weird. It makes you look, have to look at different things in yourself. You hear you hear what people really think about you when you're a celebrity. Yeah. And you are you getting better? Are you getting better cuz I know like when people come after you on Twitter or something. Oh, you know. Come on. Now. I healed myself of that. Please. I I wrote these essays. I wrote it's probably a seven-part essay cuz I love to write. And also, like we were talking about, um, expressing all the parts of yourself because you need to. Okay, I just want to explain what's being alluded to here. You see, in 2013, India had a comeback album after her time off. It's called Songversation. We're going to get to what that's about in a bit. Just know that it is gorgeous. And on the cover, equally gorgeous, is a picture of India. But the response to that photo... Well, it wasn't exactly the welcome back she expected after her four-year hiatus. Coming back out of it, the first thing that happened was this scandal where I was uh, accused of uh, intentionally lightening my skin, which is against everything that I stand for. Okay, if you're like me right now, you got to be shaking your head. I mean, come on. Lightening her skin? India? India re So these essays she's speaking about... They were written in response to that accusation because she was deeply, profoundly hurt. And I'm not kidding. You have to go check out this writing on her website. It's like a blueprint for learning how to love yourself. So here's my point. India used the experience of public humiliation, false accusations, and all the sadness and anger that went with that to find a deeper understanding of herself and to speak out. It was like, well, sometimes you just have to say things. You can't hold everything in. You can't make everybody like You can't always be diplomatic. Sometimes you have to say things. You know, writing is an exploration. You don't always know what you're going to say. And so I was able to dig deep into myself and look at myself and also say things that I needed to say. Good. And here's what she discovered in the process of writing. I know my truth. I know who I am. I know what I do. And, I, and another thing that healed me, too, was my presence squashed all of it like once I was back with everyone I was singing again I was on TV was like oh our queen is back our sister we love her and like I was cool as long as my reputation because it's something that has been hard won for me is my reputation Mm -hmm. every song every dress I've worn every dress I haven't worn everything I've said on TV everything I've my walk has been very specific and I've and I've what's the word um sacrificed a lot for my walk and knowing that I've done that I want I love the idea of knowing that people still could see me and they could see me. They just had to see me again. Right. To know, like, no, I did not bleach my skin. I mean, of all people to accuse that of. And that's when I knew you know, it was God. I, I'm yeah, like, God is just yeah. giving me a chance to grow. Yeah. Because that yeah. just was ridiculous. It was. Of all people, me? I know. Okay. I know. I know. Also, a thing that I never predicted, it gave me a chance to show people more of who I am. So I ended up getting invited to speak more. I did Super Soul Sessions with Oprah based on those essays. Did you see it? Oh, yes. <gasps> Preach. Oh, oh, my gosh. Thank you. I'm, uh, for people who can't see me, I'm raising my hand now like yes. I'm in church. Yes. Thank you. But you know, most of us don't travel that healing journey alone. And India, she found a friend who walked the walk and talked the talk. A woman who has inspired so many of us. Dr. Maya Angelou. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I was thinking about how much you remind me of her because every time oh. I'm in, every time I'm in your presence, it's something I that uh, you know, yeah because because oh, something that <laughs> something that she wrote 
I don't always remember, India, what we say. Uh, I don't always remember what we did. You remember how people make you I feel. I remember how you make me feel. Mm. I remember how I feel mm. when I had been in your presence. Because my Angelo, she was my hero. She was my hero. And it took me a long time to figure out who my hero was. It's like a couple of weeks. I thought about it every day for a couple of weeks. And I was like, oh, it's my Angelo. And she was my hero because she was so authentic. She walked in the room and she was the embodiment of truth. And then to Thank know you. that you reached out to her. Oh, yeah. You reached out. Thank you for saying yeah, that. Yeah, in your darkest moment. When things like that skin-bleaching allegation made me dig into myself. And, you know, mm-hmm. and so Maya is the reason why I knew that that was possible. Like, there, so it's possible to be strong. That It's possible to be authentic. It's possible to be to have a deep voice and have ethnic features and have people still look at you and think that you're beautiful. It's possible to be a poet and a singer and a dancer. You could do all these things and you can make history. Like, it's possible. And she was just my hero. And didn't you ask her when was the last time? Oh, that right. that's she what didn't, she asked me. Right. I asked her when was the last time you felt unempowered. And what it, after a long, 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 long pause. It's a long pause. time. If we yeah. pause for five seconds on this radio, it would sound really long. It, she paused for like, it was like 60, for real. It was like 60 seconds. For wow. real. Excuse my spitting. I spit no, that's, that's okay. I'm passion. I spit around here. <laughs> for real. For real. Um, okay, so 60. She, and then what did she say? And she said, <laughs> she said, Never. How do you respond? I mean, never. She's never. Never. So, yeah, she said that. She said a lot of other things, too. She said, just tell the truth. But she said it in Maya Angelou fashion. She said, just tell the truth. I've risked everything to just tell the truth. And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Like, it's so simple, but Mm. not. So simple, Not but easy. Yeah, yeah, but so hard. So hard to do. It's easy once you start doing it. Yeah. <laughs> it gets That's, addictive. Yeah, it does. But hasn't India always been telling the truth? Isn't that what made us perk up when we first heard her lyrics and think, yes, yes, India's singing straight from the heart. And so hearing her talk about learning to tell a deeper truth made me wonder, how does a person's authenticity evolve? How does a sense of self grow? I asked Indy about that. Let's go back. Acoustic Soul. Yeah. Video. I'm not the average girl from your video. And I ain't built like a supermodel. But I learned to love myself unconditionally because I am a queen. <laughs> so cool to hear you say that. Oh, I remember where... I was, and I heard that. Really? And I was like, thank you. Thank you for, for." it was like you were speaking for so many of us mm. and saying, no, I'm not a, no, I'm not that girl, because I, you, I, do, I, do I look like I'm in that video? No. Mm, no. You know, no, I'm not a supermodel. That's yeah, right. I'm tall and all that, but I'm not a supermodel. <laughs> right. You know, but the way you were able to just speak for, a generation of us. Mm. What was it when you were were putting those lyrics together? And, and it, words are so powerful. And mm-hmm. I listen to your lyrics, mm-hmm. Indy. I listen to your lyrics. Mm-hmm. Thank you for saying that. I just have to say this really quick. Something's happening over the last three years since my hiatus and coming back and growing into myself. I'm able to hear people. Cause I would be, I used to. If somebody would say like that before, I'd be like, "Oh no, 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 oh me, 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 oh gosh!" But now I can just say thank you, and mm. I hear it. I hear a lot of amazing stories, 
about my music and people's lives. And I'm able to say thank you. And by being able to say thank you, I'm able to see um, that the prayer I prayed for my music and my impact, the, the, the possibility of the impact of my music in the world, that that prayer already happened. It already happened, mm. and I'm still going. And that, I, the, that's one of the things that has empowered me. Yeah, because I'm like, wait, it's working. This is working. I don't care what y'all say. This is working. I'm going to keep doing this. Well, this is the. This is what I want to ask you. When when I just said those lyrics to you, you know, think about what did they mean to you then, 15 uh, years ago, and what do they mean to you now? That song came out of a lot of pain. Like, you know, when you're a teenager, kids are cruel. Yeah. We're cruel to each other. We're, we're cruel be, We're cruel, and we're very sensitive when we're young like that. And so I was always ridiculed m- mercilessly, like, for real. Like, just, I'm not even using these words in a haphazard manner. I'm being intentional. I was mercilessly ridiculed by people for lots of things. My voice being deep or I always, I, my mother was a fashion designer so I had different, even though kids pick, kids will find anything. So my mother was a fashion designer so I had like all these different clothes but to them they were ugly, right? And so I would get teased about my clothes. I had really bad skin. I would get teased about my skin or my hair. I would get teased about my hair. Like, you know, like people were always all over me about something and it taught and it made me be, um, grow a shell. Mm. So I'd be like, I don't care what you think. You know, I don't care. You know, I don't care. And I cared, but I had to say I didn't care. And so this video, by the time I wrote this, I was 25 or something. And I was working through it from the age of 12, like working through it. And I had come to a place where I finally was a, a young adult and I had people around me who were like me. So it wasn't like everybody was different. And then I was the only girl who had bell bottoms on. Like it was, you know, I had, right, right. had bell bottoms. My friends had braids in their hair. And there were people like me. And I saw them as cool. And I saw them as beautiful. So then it was like, there's nothing wrong with me. Like, all this stuff they said, that stuff wasn't true. I love myself regardless of what you say, but that was, like, childhood stuff. Yeah. You know, then there's, like, the woman stuff and the real-life stuff, and that's why this next album is called Worthy, because I'm learning a deeper lesson about what I, who I am. Worth Who is, I am. Yeah, worth it. I, I always use the word resilience. That's what I feel. Oh, that's one of my favorite yeah. words. Worthiness. The value of self-worth. That's a teaching some people have to work on all of their lives. So I wondered, what does India do now when someone says or tweets something mean-spirited? Because, you know, that's going to happen. It's part of being on the social media radar. I healed myself of that. People say things all the time still, like all the time. Somebody says something yesterday all the time. And I just make a joke back and leave it. Yeah. Because you don't know who you're talking to. And that sometimes if people go really far... I go read these essays and then tweet me. We can have you could call me if you read these essays and we can have a real conversation. But don't play. And like I'm done with that. Good. Yeah. You. I'm done. Oh, with that. good. Oh yeah. Oh, that's. Oh, 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 please. But <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy to hear that. Oh yeah. And it takes it's that is um, it it takes a while to get there and to really own it and believe it because sometimes we say oh it doesn't matter and it still no. does but to get and I see that with you. you. Know, I, India's strength it comes from within. And it comes from those she reaches out to, as we've heard. But India's sense of self, her courage, has also been guided by an icon in the music world, as well as someone very close to her. Hey, I'm Andy Mitchell, a New York Times bestselling author. And I'm Sabrina Kohlberg, a morning television producer. 
We're moms of toddlers and best friends of 20 years. And we both love to talk about being parents, yes, but also pop culture. So we're combining our two interests by talking to celebrities, writers, and fellow scholars of TV and movies. Cinema, really. About what we all can learn from the fictional moms we love to watch. From ABC Audio and Good Morning America, Pop Culture Moms is out now wherever you listen to podcasts. So, as we heard, India Ari has gone through difficult, soul-searching times. But she's also been very fortunate to have some amazing mentors. And one of them, well, she's someone who knows India like nobody's business. You you often talk about your mom, and I, I just beam <laughs> when I talk about your mama, yeah. too. And, and she, you have a very close relationship. Yeah. She's your stylist and all that. Yeah. Not everybody has that kind, especially being so close and working so close together. Yeah. How have you all made it work? Oh, how we made it work. <laughs> For mother daughter, see, mother I roll my eyes. Because <laughs> you're a daughter. And yeah, because I'm the daughter. We, all, we roll our eyes. eyes. That's right. My, I have to give credit to my mom because that's what I was talking about, the oneness earlier. Like, when you're young, you think your parents are supposed to have all the answers and that they're supposed to get it right and they're supposed to help you and they're supposed to be perfect. And But you grow up and you realize your parents are just, they're a soulmate. They are a soulmate. They're somebody whose life you were born to be together. You go through this journey together. You teach each other things. You hurt each other sometimes. You learn things from each other. Those what soulmates are. And your parents are a soulmate. Mm-hmm. And my mom, um, because we are so close, she hurts me the most. She teaches me the most. She heals me the most. She supports me the most, you know, because she's like a soulmate. And so I give my mother credit because as I go through my journey and I like I was talking about that Maya Angelou, where I'm learning that I have to, what I what I want for myself is to be authentic. Learning that my mother knows I'm on that journey, and so sometimes I have to talk about her, and sometimes I have to say things about my early 20s that she didn't know I did or didn't know mm. I went through, and I have to say these things because I have to, because holding things in makes me sick, and she knows this about me, and so when I have to talk about her. Or anything that might hurt her or might scare her. My mother will always say, before the Super Soul session, she didn't know what I was going to say. And she said, I don't care what you say. I don't care if you throw me under the bus. I'm going to be in the front row with my hands up in the air. Because, you know, I support my Reese cup. She called me Reese cup. I support Aww. my Reese cup. And, I, and, she, and I, she doesn't have to say that to me because I know she's like that with me. Okay, so maybe you just think India has an amazing mom, which is true. But there's also something going on here that reflects all the hard work. India did to heal herself. And in the process, she discovered not just the key to a healthy relationship with her mom, but what's important in any relationship. And this is it. She forgives me. I forgive her of anything. And so when I think about a place of a parent and how they really are supposed to protect her, they're not perfect, but my mother really is. She does play the right role I feel like in our relationship by being a lot of times the bigger person and when I have to be the bigger person she lets me do that without like demolishing our relationship because you know Mm. it's hard being a mother and a daughter and she's never one time been mad at me about anything that I ever said about her or anything that I ever hid from her and she found out in front of a thousand people she's never one time got upset ever one time she got worried and said, can we talk about this when we get home? Of course we could talk about it. That's all she said. And we talked about it later and it was fine. My mom is a good person and a good mom. Dare I say, 
unconditionally? Because I am a queen. <laughs> My girl. <laughs> she, does, she loves you unconditionally. She loves me unconditionally. unconditionally. Yes. We got in an argument on a video set one time about something. And like it was like pressure because it was money and time. And I was like, I just don't want my hair like this. Like, I don't want it. And I, my mom pulled me to the side. And she said, like, I don't care if you put a pair of white underwear on your head. I'm going to be there to support you. You know that. And I was like, I know. Now, what do you want? I just want this scarf and I want that. And she went and got it and it was cool. Like, everybody else was bad. They were, you know, everybody else but her. Yeah. Like, if I, if I really did wear a pair of white underwear on my head, she would love me unconditionally. That's my girl. All right. So we've got mom as number one support system. But get this. It was also India's mom who first introduced India to an icon in American music. The musical genius, Stevie Wonder, who would become not only a major influence in India's life, but a really loyal friend. Your mom. Yeah. She sang. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Stevie. Open for Stevie. Yep. As a teenager. They're both teenagers. Right. And I know you... The cycles of life are real. He has been very present in in different stages of your life. In fact, on India's first album, she wrote a kind of love letter to Stevie called Wonderful. A brilliant mix of Stevie's lyrics and India's own words. Here's a little bit of it. What does he meant to you? What does he mean to you? He means the possibility of being able to put a spiritual message inside of popular music. I didn't want to sound like him, but I wanted to do that like him. And he means family to me somehow. Him knowing my mother as a teenager, and it's just, and you know, some of my cousins know his family, and it just feels like family. And then also spiritual family, because he's someone that I resonate with. I like his music. I love his music. I adore mm. his music. But his energy and the way he moves through the world and he's like a my tribe oh i like that like my type of people and so for him to embrace me like that feels like a blessing that i could never ever even consider but also feels natural like he just feels like my people Mm -hmm. we need we're supposed to connect and he also means um because the music industry really can be as dark as people say like, if you ever watch any biographies, stories about the music sure. industry or unsung or behind the music, mm. it's for real. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's just like Hollywood. It's for mm. real. Mm. And he's been a protective force. He's handed me so much. And just because he loves me and he loves what I do. And mm. that's important because, you know, in this industry, we're used to people trying to get what you have instead of to give you things. And now that I've been in the industry for 15 years, in the very beginning... Uh, he told me always embrace everyone. He would always say, just embrace them because there's always like every 15 years or 10 years, somebody who sounds like Stevie Wonder comes out every 10 years. And he's like, I always just embrace them because they love me. And I need, instead of trying to be in competition, embrace. Mm. And he, I never forgot that. That's, that's my first year going to the Grammys. That's a good lesson. Talk, that's a good lesson. lesson. And now after 15 years of being in the industry, I hear people who are influenced by me and I'm like loving loving it. I never considered that. I, I wanted to, like, I want to make an impact and I would like to be somebody's icon or whatever. I would say those things, but I didn't know what it would feel like. But then to, like, see somebody like a Tori Kelly or Jonathan McReynolds or people who, like, really are influenced by me, it makes me so happy 
But he, and really, if I was going to just say what Stevie Wonder means to me, like to me, he's joy. Mm. Mm. If we had to put like a word on his archetype, it's joy. That smile, that music, you know. All of that. He taught me. He's, and it's funny because when I'll be in deep in myself and going through stuff, he'd be like, I'll stop. <laughs> like when we hear uh, Oprah talk about Maya Angelou, so well, stop oh, yeah, it oh, now. Yeah, oh, yeah, stop it now. Stop it, stop it now. With Stevie would be like, stop. I'll stop whining. <laughs> like Stevie helps me to see things in a whole, whole different way. It's like he really, he really does. And when he took me on the songs in the Kia Life tour, I remember it was him. like mm. a full circle life moment. Not just because I love his music, but the family, the songs, what the songs meant to me. That it was came out the year I was born. Now I'm with him, and he asked me of all the people in the world, me to join him on this tour. He's like everything. <laughs> you, you know, you, you you refer to him as your tribe. Yeah. Your vibe attracts your tribe. Yes. So he came to you yes. because you have to be in a place to accept somebody like that. So that's his reflection of you. What you've said about Stevie mm-hmm. is a reflection of you. You've attracted that. And for the people that you mentioned and others who, and, and, and I'm so happy to hear you say that because... And especially, it's very, very competitive right now. Of course, in any in any industry, sure and in music industry, because we have a lot of musicians that come on. Mm-hmm. Good morning, America. I, mm-hmm. I'm sorry we make y'all sing so early. <laughs> oh, we don't oh, go to bed. oh, just I know. Stay up. Just, just stay we up. Go to bed after. Uh, but you could tell those that are really comfortable in their own skin. I hate to use that phrase, but mm-hmm. that they uh, and those that are. Oh, because you see a lot. I, I see. see. And then when the morning, it's they, they can't hide it. It is. Right. It is they, there's yeah. no. There's right. no you're, hiding you're, it. Your skin is so thin. Yeah, but you're tired. right. So I'm happy to hear you say. <laughs> oh my gosh! You're not even it, awake enough to no, put on your no, mask no. yet. Well, <laughs> no, not. I can't imagine what you see. Oh my gosh! I can only imagine. What I, you see. I'm, I could, that could be a whole other book, but I wouldn't wow. do that because I'm Southern and I don't. I don't. You know. So some people feel edgy and competitive. No, Southern. We some don't. People we, feel warm and open and like right. loving so, for the music. Exactly. I see what you mean. Yeah. I see. I see. Yeah. You know, as India and I talked, I kept thinking about how wise she'd been as a young woman. Her lyrics almost predicting what was going to happen in her life. Certain songs just stand out that way, like this one in particular. Little things, little things. I think it was prophetic in many ways. I read some of the lyrics to India. I wasn't going to sing. I read them to prove my point. When you quest for fortune and fame, don't forget about the simple things. And then running around in circles, lost, lost my, my focus, focus. Lost, lost sight of my, of my goals. I do this for the love of music, not for the glitter and gold. I got everything that I pray for, even a little more. Hmm. When I asked to learn humility, this is what I was told. It's the little thing, <laughs> little thing. That I- but do you think you were seeing what a hard time you were going to face? I could have never predicted what life was going to be. Lost sight of my goals. I mean, I already had been through that to a smaller extent. Mm-hmm. But I, I think what was happening was a microcosm of the bigger lesson. Because, you know, you have to go through things that, like Oprah yeah. says, the, the mm. spirit will whisper and then they'll knock the whole wall down, whatever she said. I think, the, yeah, yeah, the, the, null, the wall being knocked down was coming. But it was like many, many years after that. I guess maybe yeah, I would call it I, prophetic. It was. And it, when I, I was just, you know, because I listened to your music and I was listening to those lyrics again and, and where you are now. And I was like, 
this was a while ago. It was her second. Long yeah, time ago. Yeah. It's probably like 27. Or, do you know I'm 40 now? Girl, don't don't do not. We're not going to talk <laughs> about that. I'm not going there about age. It's a tactic I've learned well. When you want to get off a certain topic, you know what you do? You just turn the conversation to another one. And the truth is, I really wanted to know about a certain song that perfectly sums up India's healing after her four year hiatus. Uh, Break the shell. Oh, Break the shell. That's probably one of my favorite songs. Is it? Yeah. Break the shell and why? why? I think it's a really, forgive me for tooting my horn, but I mean it. I think it's a really, I think it's one of my best written songs. Child, it's time to break the shell. Life's gonna hurt, but it's meant to be felt. You cannot touch the sky from inside yourself. You cannot try until you I reached my goal with that song. You, I said what I meant. I reached my goal. And to come out of that hard time with the gift of that song is everything. It's everything. You broke that shell. Are yeah. you flying? Are you flying now? I've learned that there's always another shell to break and another flight to take. But there was that big stuff of, like, self-worth. When I broke that shell, because uh, now, now I know there's always another shell to break, another flight to take. Mm-hmm. And that's why I, like, just second-guess myself because... I would love to feel even better about myself. I never felt better about myself than I do now. I've never had a better life, a better lifestyle, a better f- feeling in the morning. Mm. I never felt healthier and all that stuff. But if there's more, I'm I'm ready for it. And I broke and that's the I broke I broke a big shell, whatever else there is cuz now I have other more internal goals. There are more shells to be broken. There's more shells to break, yeah. more flights to yeah. take. <laughs> Hey. So, yeah, I did yeah. break that shell, and I'm ready for more. And what I really learned mm-hmm. is that I can break the shell, and I can break through. And it's not like this is the end because something's really hard. Like, I can. I could do this again. I can do it next time, be a different lesson. But I have muscle now. Yeah. You know, my mama said, make your mess your message. What did not demolish me simply, simply polished, polished me. me. That's yours. Very similar. Yeah. It's all, it's, it's, it's. That is how, because everybody's got something. And I've often said, if everybody threw their something in a big old bowl and you saw what everybody else had, you take yours back. I have a friend who's very Southern who says that too. Yeah, you take yours back. Yeah. Because yeah. you always think that you, it's the, you're, what you're going through is, is more than anybody else. And then you realize everybody's going through something. something. What did not demolish me simply polished me. Now the clear I can see. Yeah. And people have to understand that. They have to embrace that. And, and it takes courage to believe the best is yet to come. It, it takes courage to be, believe the best is yet to come. Dang, you know yeah. I'm a Libra, right? So I always see mm-hmm. everything from two sides. <laughs> it, it takes courage to believe the best is yet to come. And it takes courage to keep living knowing you're going to be down on your face again. Something, something's going to hurt again. You're going to rise up from it again. Something's going to hurt again. You're going to rise up from it again. Thank something's going to hurt again. You're going to rise up again. There's always another shell to break, another flight to take. It's not going to stop as long as you're alive. Because I understand now that avoiding pain is not the point. The point is to live. It's to be whole, to be authentic. For me, these are my points, to be authentic, to be whole, and to keep moving. That's my lesson of this last two years. Like, just keep moving. Just keep moving. If you, even if you're not, even if it's a little movement, keep moving. But you keep moving. Breathe. 
Breathe. breathe. Left foot, right foot, breathe. breathe. You know, Tony Robbins, somebody that we both like so much, he says oh, su- success leaves clues. Mm-hmm. And you were successful in break, And so now it gives you confidence to go like, you know what, I can break another shell. And you, you know what? I don't run from it anymore. See there? I you think the goal is to avoid pain. I don't have that goal anymore. Right. If it comes up, I deal with it. Because if you don't, then God's going to have to knock the wall down. You're still going to have to deal with right. it. So do it sooner. But to me, that's what this whole thing has taught me, that break down, break through, break the shell, elevate and fly. Just do it because you, you know you're going to land on your feet. Yeah. You know you're going to land on your feet. And so I, I've taken so many chances. Now it's not even like a big deal. I don't even have big stories to no. tell. I'm like, I did this, I did that. Because like, now I just do it. There are no I mistakes. Just, just chances, chances you've taken. taken. Come on, girl. So remember earlier when I said we'd talk more about India's album, Songversation? Well, I asked India to explain it. Because creating Songversation was one of the big chances she decided to take after her four years away. Songversation is music combined with the sharing of ideas through talking and writing. And it is all about helping us learn to take better care of ourselves and each other. As India explained... The idea of Songversation is part prayer, part meditation, and action and part fellowship. fellowship. Yeah. My goal was to be able to talk about basic spiritual truths with people who don't live like that at all. And so one of the things I say to people is you are you have a mental, spiritual, physical, and emotional body. And you have to pay attention to all of those things each day. It's like brushing but not flossing. You can have a cat, you know what I mean? Or right, it's like, right. you know, whatever. And so my Songversation practice is about mind, body, the physical body, the emotional body. So the physical body, the emotional, right. the spiritual, and the mental body each day. Wow. And so fellowship, action, meditation, prayer. Like it's all parts of mm-hmm. those. And it's not, and I, I don't mean to make it sound as time consuming as it can sound, mm. but it's just like a minute. You could say a minute. You could take four minutes, one minute for each part of yourself or whatever. When you work out, that's your sure. 10 minutes for that. Or And I have realized that because I'm a true, I'm an introvert, like and, and the way that it's described by some people is like having a sensitive neurological system. And so you, you prefer other things. And so I'm like a natural introvert, but the way to get myself ready, moving to be out with people is to pay attention to each part of myself. And then I'm like, mm-hmm. my, I call it starting my engine. Then my engine started. Cause I can live all in my head, all in my heart, be dreamy and then say hi to somebody and look like a weirdo. <laughs> Like, hi, hi, like dizzy, you know, like I can right, do that. Right, right, right. But then I like to be able to yeah. be in my body. Mm-hmm. So I, own it. Own it. Own me. Own, own All of me. Well, we end with something we call, it's in the fishbowl. Oh. Don't blink, don't think. Okay. Don't blink, don't think. This is the first thing that comes, and you can do what comes to your heart. What, okay. what, what's there, so you just pick out, I do this, it's a fishbowl. <laughs> I like this. <laughs> okay. Oh, what songs are on your playlist right now? Oh, my gosh. Ah! Okay. First of all, there's only one song of mine that I ever listened to, ever. And it's my song, I Am Light. I'm not the mistakes that I have made Or any of the things that cause me pain I am not the pieces of the dream I left behind I wrote that song for myself. I literally, well, I have, my godmother had cancer. And so I was like, I just want to write songs for her. And then I wrote, I am light for me and her. And so it was like for us. I played it before I came here. I play it all the time. 
Um, and then there's another song. It's very rare that music um, becomes a part of my spiritual practice. And I was going through something hard. And I was just like, okay, how do I get my power back from this? And I was in the shower. And this my favorite contemporary artist right now is a man named Greg Reporter. Oh, my, he's the best. He's the best. He's the best. He has the best songs. He has the best voice. He's the best. He won two Grammys last year. You know, he's hearing this right now. And he's like, Oh, he already knows. Okay, There's okay. Like okay. Twenty people like okay. India told me about you. <laughs> India told me about you. <laughs> He's gonna laugh when he hears that. Okay. And so he has a song called "No Love Dying." I heard. I was that. going through this crazy. Like I'm, I was just like in it and like trying to figure out again like how to get my power back and heal myself because I think the only thing you can do is heal yourself. Nobody can do it for you. That's how I feel. And I'm in the shower and the song comes on my playlist. Mm. There will be no love that's dying here. Man, the bird that flew into my window simply lost its way. Anyway, I just, <laughs> that song came on and I cried so hard and I got out of the shower and I was fine. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm good. See? And so I played No Love Dying a lot. And I have a new niece. Her name is Harper. Aww. Harper Marie Simpson. Mm. She's 19 months. Mm-hmm. And I, we all, we all have songs in my family. Like I have a song my mother wrote for me called India Song, and then my, you know, this is how our family is, right? And so I was like, I want to write Harper a song, but you, it doesn't work like that. Like it has to just come up naturally. And so James Taylor and Stevie Wonder are my favorite music. And James Taylor has a song called Sarah Maria, and the song goes Sarah Maria, yeah, 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 yeah. And I heard it, and I was like, Harper Maria, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah." So I play that song a lot because it reminds me of Harper. And so she can't talk yet. And so anytime anybody says, say Auntie India, she goes, yeah, 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 (laughs) yeah. And so now she's starting to sing. And I can call her and go, Harper. And she goes, yeah, 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 on key. And now she's going, Harpy. And I'm like, okay, she's singing. So then I made her a new video where I yell it, yeah. Loud, and she goes, Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I listened to Sarah Maria, <laughs> I listened to No Love Dying, I listened to I Am Light. Yeah, I need some faster songs. Maybe no, make me exercise no, if I put some songs. No. Oh, you look good, girl. <laughs> you never cease to amaze me. Uh, and once again, I will walk away. I won't remember everything we said today, I won't remember everything we did. I will not forget this feeling mm, and i and i thank you for your new music thank you i'm so excited about that every hear it. and thank, thank you. you for the theme for everybody's got Yay! something podcast congratulations thank you i'm glad that you're doing this thank you and thank you indy for sharing your something <laughs> with us thank you all right thank you blessings Yay! Yay! <laughs> oh where does the time go that is our show for today Be sure to subscribe to our podcast and download our next episode of Everybody's Got Something. Plus, we'd really be grateful if you'd write a review on iTunes. Meanwhile, let us hear from you. We want to hear your story. We know you got something. Write to us at robinpodcast.com. A huge thanks to my podcast pod, John, Steve, Josh, Andy, Evelyn, Alex, Gabe, Danielle, Rennie, Ida Jade and our devoted editor, Debbie. So now, I'm going to end by quoting my friend India's song. Let's live for each other, love one another, stand together in the light, and yes, remember.
to always be kind. Until next time, hot mess still blessed. I'm Robin Roberts. <laughs>